taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy, T.O., as you know. It's your boy, Old Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and film-related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about. Coming to you live, direct, hot studios, Baltimore City, fuck is up. Man, let's get straight into it. We Yo, got a lot, we got a lot of ship. fire on the card we today. We have no time to waste today. None. No Zero. Time. No time. To waste. But first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but we're going to waste time, though. <laughs> uh, you know, we just got some news. Say? Cam Newton has coronavirus. Uh, uh, that's not know. even. What, yeah. Okay. He'll be all right. Two rest, weeks. It's fine. Rest up, Cam. He'll be all right. <laughs> he didn't get like uh, fucking. He didn't get like a death sentence. I mean, this know, is really but... important. Fuck the president. <laughs> Cam Newton has corona. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well wishes, Cam. I hope you get better soon. <laughs> yeah, we could have led with the uh, the president of the United States, but no, Cam uh, Newton. No, no, no. Cam Newton. Uh, that's the more <laughs> my start, fantasy team yeah. is taking a hit this week. Yeah. Someone's fantasy points are hurt. We start with uh, the number one priority. Cam. Yeah, we we know all the uh, all the high priorities here on the Fade Podcast. Um, so let's just jump into it. Uh, you know what we do usually do this week, uh, next week. Uh, so some things that I'm looking forward to. Um, there's some things this week that was just it's been a wild week right like uh this this past week uh you know you guys are listening to this on probably on monday or tuesday whenever the fuck it is that you guys listen to us but um this past week has been wild as shit uh had some a lot of crazy things we had a debate you know mm-hmm. a presidential debate that was messy one that was uh something so to many behold. words you could use to describe it. there's there's none of them positive. yeah none <laughs> <laughs> there, there's nothing to quite capture how fucking insane that was uh then you know and i'm gonna save you know the trump thing that that's for later because we got a little something cooked up for you guys so we're gonna talk about that a little later so we'll, in this case we're gonna mainly talk about things coming up next week so some things that are coming out on streaming that i'm looking forward to uh so there's a movie coming out on netflix called uh the 40 year old version not to be confu- uh, confused with the 40-year-old virgin, which mm-hmm. is uh, an entirely thing, a different this thing with version. Steve Carell. Virgin. Uh, so V-E-R-S-I-O-N. There you go. You're a fast speller. Uh, I like it. Um, yeah. So uh, so this is uh, the 40-year-old version is a 2020 American uh, comedy film written, directed, and produced by, I believe her name is Rada uh, Blank uh, in her directorial debut. It stars uh, Blank. Peter Kim, uh, Osin Benjamin, uh, and Reed by me. Basically, the uh, the premise of the uh, uh, of the movie is that um, so, or I could just read to you the the premise. Uh, so, Rada is a down to uh, down on her luck New York playwright uh, who is desperate for a breakthrough before forty, uh, reinventing herself as a rapper. Uh, Rada M U S Prime. I feel like I should have read that all as one thing, but I didn't. Um, she uh, facilitates. I don't know if I'm saying that word right. Uh, vacillates? Is that what I'm looking for? I sound stupid. I should stop saying this. Yeah, listen, <laughs> follow, I'm telling you, this works in every facet of life. Yeah. Whatever you do, even if you don't know what, what you're actually doing just or what you're saying, do just it say with it confidence. with confidence. Yeah. I couldn't. And then I couldn't say it with confidence. I don't know what I'm reading. You just got to mumble through it. Like, just like <laughs> the rappers do these things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they literally have a genre named after exactly. mumble um, be, uh So, facilitates. That's probably not it, but uh, between the uh, worlds of uh, hip hop and theater in order to find her true voice. Uh, so what, what I watched a trailer for this and what this reminded me of was um, like Hamilton. No, uh, it reminded me of uh, uh, Insecure with Issa Rae. because uh, it's kind of the same sort of situation where Issa Rae, you know, she's although I don't think she's Issa Rae takes rapping like 
truly, truly serious, you know, uh, in the show. But it sort of gave to me those vibes. And it, it, and it's just it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to watch to see Issa do her thing and then open the doors for other people. Again, I don't know. And I don't know anything about Rada Blank. Um, so I don't know exactly how long she's been around or maybe she's been doing this well before Issa. Maybe it was an idea she had like well before that. I don't know. But either way, I think it's dope. It looked dope. Um, yeah. And I think it should be cool. It's coming out on Netflix um, on uh, October 9th. Um, so I'm looking forward to that this week. Uh, also, I'm looking forward to uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, yeah, 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 I saw yeah. this one. Yeah, so this is another uh, movie that's uh, coming out on, on Netflix. And of course, we have entered the month of October. So, mm-hmm. of course, this week. Right on time. Netflix, month. Yeah. yeah uh, so I saw this knowing that I won't watch it because I don't watch scary shit. But yeah, it looks good. Because you're a punk and, and you get Why scared. Why would you very buy easily. that property, first of all? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you you had to have heard that things are happening on that property. Like, you heard yeah. the screams as you're driving up. You, woo, and you're like, yeah, there's a reason nah, why that, that house has been on the market for 13 <laughs> yeah. years. There's a reason. Yeah. Or that it's been bought several times, but the owners keep dying. All dead. It feels like, you know, maybe we, we no one would inspect the property either. You got to buy it as is. So, so basically this is like, and we've gotten countless movies like this, right? Where, you know, some family, uh, young American nanny, uh, to, you know, uh, some family hires, uh, the nanny to take care of their orphaned, uh, I'm sorry, maybe I should just read the entire synopsis because I'm doing it in pieces there. After an au pair's tragic death, Henry hires a young American nanny to care for his orphaned niece and nephew who reside at Bly Manor uh, with Chef Owen, uh, groundskeeper Jamie, uh, and housekeeper Mrs. Gross. That That is the worst description of a movie ever. It doesn't, it evokes no fear whatsoever. But uh, I mean, even the trailer wasn't scary. wasn't really at scary. All. Like the music was kind of weird for this trailer. It was like more of like triumphant, kind mm-hmm. of like yes we're going to scare you and it's like what the fuck is happening here i'm feeling confused emotions um but you know it's it's just like a thing right like let's just have a bunch of like pale white kids and then that's our scary movie and that's like like like, it's getting lazy guys if you watch the trailer for this one like all you had to do at any point in time in this movie was like look behind you yeah, yeah. and then the whole movie and it's over. done yeah i look behind you i'm like hey man, the fuck you going back there get out of there you that's over it. there hey stop it <laughs> and that's it that's the whole movie <laughs> and then i'm no longer being haunted because i look behind me and i'm good now oh uh, yeah oh, that's a lot of that's a, yeah there's no more like jason where it's just like yo there's nothing you can do against that like the dude's running full sprint at you it looks like fucking uh, have you seen those um james harrison commercials uh, uh james harrison of the pittsburgh Super yeah where yeah. he just like fucking tackles the dude and he's just like big as shit yeah. that's how jason is right yeah, where he used to be terrified like, like six, what the five, fuck 283 <laughs> got this pounds. fucking linebacker charging yeah. at me like there's nothing you could do about that right yeah, but it's just like if it's little, just like little kids a fucking some wet hair and you're just TikTok like tiktok kids <laughs> the fuck i'm not i'm not being in your tiktok video get the fuck out of here i'm not gonna follow you <laughs> Just lock the door. Yeah, like, I'm not, I don't follow you. You don't follow me. Let's do that. <laughs> Just like social media. Yeah. So we got the haunting of Bly Manor, uh, Bly Manor on uh, Netflix. Um, can you tell yeah. a ghost or like an evil demon? Just like unfollow me. That's. I mean, you can try. You know, you can certainly try. I don't know if they're going to oblige. You know, who knows? I mean, you, yeah. Dude, just unfollow me. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, all right. Uh, I guess so. Right, you, fine, yeah. Then they're hurt. They're like, yeah. you know, all right. Well, you know. Then they blog about you. Or yeah. Like that. <laughs> well, I was, uh, you know, it's been an emotional roller coaster for me. <laughs> haunting is not what it used to be. Yes. Just unfollow me, dude. Um, all right. So moving on from uh, Bly Manor. Uh, so we have uh, Black Box, which is uh, coming out on um, uh, on. Amazon Prime, uh, which actually looks really fucking interesting. Uh, 
it's this movie that's sort of made in the style of um kind of like a uh what's it called um jordan peele kind of situation here uh with uh with uh get out um but it's basically about this uh this guy who i think his wife dies in like a car accident or something like that uh and again i could just read for you description after losing his wife uh and memory in a car accident a single father undergoes an agonizing experimental treatment that causes him to question who he really is uh so this uh this this particular film looks so fucking interesting and mostly because it's like a, a film with, you know, basically all black characters, but it doesn't have anything to do with them being black. And mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah. And it looks oh. interesting. It looks like it, it, it looks. Um, yeah, I, that, I guess that's the best word I could use. It just looks so fucking interesting. Like it just looks like a different kind of story. And it's just, just like, like a regular movie. It's just a regular fucking movie. <laughs> that looks it's good. not about, you know, or at least so far as I know, it's not yeah. about, you know, uh, fucking police they brutality. Didn't, they didn't it's escape not, from slavery or something No, like that. it's yeah, just no, a dude just going a through some movie. shit. That's, you know? that's what I want to see. I do enjoy <laughs> yeah. seeing that sometimes. You know, um, and, and so, you know, not saying that you, you don't need movies to like speak to what people are actually going through, but it's just like, I think that's when you like that's when you know you've arrived at a location where you should be right yeah, is where, where you no longer have to talk about no longer have yeah. to like okay we have to like pretext this with like oh there's some racial aspect to it because they're black and it's all black cast it's like no like it just looks like a dope movie you know yeah. that has nothing to do with it reminds uh, me of that bill burr joke you have you got to remember the bill burr joke where you're talking mm-hmm. about how, like every black movie has to do with like they've overcome something yeah. tough. And then, and, and he did uh, remember the Terrence Howard movie where he was like the swim coach of the all black swim team who was like, um, I barely remember that. Yeah. They were like racially segregated or whatever. And he was mm. like, what the fuck? Like swimming, not, not <laughs> the segregation swimming. Now I got to watch this movie about black segregation and swimming. It's like, fuck, I just want to watch a swim movie. It's, it's just like that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that on Amazon prime. Uh, and then also on Amazon prime, uh, Mr. Robot season four, uh, the final season yeah, of Mr. Yeah, Robot I gotta, I gotta is, is out there. Out the show. Fucking, I, I, I thought this, the last season was just off the charts. Good. Um, one of my favorite shows, if not, Right again, rivaling my favorite show of all time. Uh, the Terminator Dark Fate is actually coming out on. Uh, I think it's coming out across the multiple streaming platforms, but I just happen to see it on Amazon Prime. Dude, I'll um, tell you, I, I saw it was it was really good. I can't wait. I want to watch it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna watch really it. Good. I might watch it this weekend. I don't know. Yeah, depends I, on I'm, I'm gonna watch it if it's on Amazon Prime. I'm gonna watch it again. I don't. It oh, good. actually, you know what? I don't know exactly when it's arriving on, or it might be on there now. I don't know. Do you um, have to pay for it? Cause fuck that. Amazon Prime, yes. Uh, so oh, okay. I'll give you my login. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, Fuck that. So uh, better be then, like two ninety nine or something. <laughs> and then in kind of like a throwback, another kind of throwback movie is uh, the Color Purple is coming out on HBO this uh, this coming week. Uh, fantastic. Damn. Movie. See, they drop one. Uh, this is just a, a good movie with like uh, black people in it. And then they drop the Color Purple. You see, doesn't that like tip the scale a little bit? Well, why would Color Purple kind of? Because Color Purple is kind of. I mean, I guess. Yeah. What, what would I'm. I'm not following your your trail of train of thought here. Well, the color purple, right? This is like with Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Uh, uh, but what did that have to do with them being black? I don't so know, it just speak. seems like very. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess maybe you can make the argument, and I don't know who it directed. Just felt like a, a black movie say. where it's like them being black is a prominent part of the movie. No, it, no. Have you watched the color purple? No. <laughs> well, okay. Well, the premise maybe of it. I'm maybe I'm wrong because uh, I I'm trying to remember the exact timing of the color purple, but it wasn't about like it was not it's not about like slavery or anything like that. No, it's, no, no, it's no. about yeah. Um, but there was a, they like lived in like it was Alabama, right? Deep South, I don't know, somewhere in the South. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, shout out to my sister. It's one of my sisters. Uh, our whole family is one of our favorite uh, favorite movies. Um, but uh, but it was directed by Steven Spielberg, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Yeah, uh, that you know. 
this really sort of uh, uh, central movie to, I guess, the the black community was directed by, you know, Spielberg. Which, yeah, I mean, Girlfriends, central yeah. show for black women, is directed yeah. by, uh, uh, who is it, Frazier? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or he created the Creative show. Creative motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, looking forward to that this week. Uh, and then Charm City Kinks uh, comes out. Uh, it's the... It's the um, movie about uh the uh it's the uh, 12 o'clock boys right? yeah 12 o'clock boys in, uh, in baltimore and Meek mills in this one right Meek mills is in this yep. uh and so that's that's coming out this week which i think is uh is really interesting um it, it stars uh I, i'm a real fan of, of this uh, of this kid and i i forget exactly where i, I know him from uh jai uh, and i'm gonna butcher his name uh jai Die uh, Allo Winston, I believe his name is. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced the name, young man. Uh, where do I know him? Uh, oh, Queen and Slim. That's where I know him from. I remember uh, watching the movie Queen and Slim, and he was in there for 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 a very specific part of it. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's 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 a pretty good actor, man. Uh, conveys like a lot of emotion, um, and he's he's definitely got like a bright future ahead of him. Uh, I can't see wait to see what they do with Charm City Kings. Uh, I know this is based off of a, a, an existing documentary um, that I'm currently forgetting the name of, but that if you'll give me ten so seconds, so it's a documentary based on the Twelve O'clock Boys in this film, Charm and City and it was Kings. called the Twelve O'clock Boys. Yeah. The documentary I didn't have a different name, like I stupidly thought. Um, mm-hmm uh so uh so yeah I, i'm looking forward to that uh that that looks yeah pretty that dope. i'm gonna be looking for for sure yeah uh okay and unfortunately it's on hbo so that means i actually have to get hbo or hbo max in order to Fuck. to to do it i don't want to do that and you have to I sign keep up getting for hmo the, you have to sign up for all of them individually you don't like, have to sign up you just sign up for one max yeah. You just sign up for one. You don't have to sign up for all of them. No, no, it can't be. There's no way they figured it out, made it that easy for us. No, this is HBO. They've it's got a bundle 12 package. different services. Why, why would it be a bundle package with three of the same thing? You got HBO Go, HBO Max, HBO. That, that's what it's called, right? HBO Max? Yeah, yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid name. Very stupid. Um, HBO Now, you know, and it's like HBO they, you got to get all of them together. You can't. HBO Later. <laughs> <laughs> HBR better not catch ass in the street and it's like better well, not. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I bet if you like sign up for one, it, it probably cancels the other. Like accidentally, their algorithm is fucked up. And you're you just have to, like sign up for that one yeah. again. Uh, very confusing process. Um, okay, let's uh, l- let's move on. That's uh, that's everything coming out this week, uh, uh, and uh, or that's this week next week. Um, let's jump into our first story here. Um, we got a trailer this week. Uh, if you're a, a nostalgic fanboy of '90s b movies you're gonna be a fan of this trailer i think that's disrespectful craft that's not disrespectful. great if craft if the craft wasn't a b movie i don't know what the fuck is uh it's a. it was a b movie in production the end product <laughs> was an a no it was b movie throughout because it wasn't really people what? weren't fans of the craft until like way after not way after but after it had come out and been out for a while it's it like, wasn't it's like wine, you know. You don't like you don't. Want, they just <laughs> made this shit and bottled it. All right, I don't have any time for arraign isms here. <laughs> <laughs> this movie gets better with it's time. It's like wine. It gets better with time. Um, no, because even going back and watch, because I watched a bit of it uh, when we were going to talk about the new trailer. I watched uh, some of the old craft, and it's just pretty campy. It's a pretty campy movie. I'm not gonna lie. Fair enough. Um, and so let me give you guys the quick synopsis. We got a trailer this week for the craft legacy. Um, so, uh, this is, uh, about a group of, uh, are you, okay. Yeah. You confused me with your hands willing there. We got Addy in the back doing, 
it's Orain not being in the shot. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you got to work on that. There we dude. go. There I go. usually see him in my peripheral. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't catch All I can see is something waving in the back. Um, so, uh, so to give you guys a quick synopsis, uh, we have a group of high school students uh, from a coven of witches, or form a coven of witches, uh, and it's uh, of course a sequel to the 1996 film The Craft. Um, and so, yeah, for those who don't know, The Craft, uh, the original Craft, was a 1996 film about basically the same thing uh just a, a group of like high schoolers who formed their own coven of witches um and it was it was interesting i it was one of those movies that was always it would play like on repeat on like either hbo or like showtime or some shit like that right and i watched it like i can't tell you how many fucking times i watched this movie simply because it was just on all the oh, fucking yeah, yeah. time you never go look for this movie this movie no, finds it you. was just there <laughs> yeah i guess they they set it up that way i guess yeah, yeah. they put a spell <laughs> on the movie yeah um so this is directed by zoe lister jones who I, i'm actually a big fan of hers i think she's done a lot of great things I, I liked her all the way back on i don't know if you ever remember the show it's called whitney um uh, with whitney cummings yes yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that show whitney she cummings. was the she was the i don't know if you watched the show or whitney's show I've seen the title Whitney. Okay. She, she used to have the show called Whitney. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, her best friend on the show was, uh, Zoe, uh, Lester Jones, who was an actress. And then she kind of transitioned more into like directing role, but, uh, she was also in Lola versus, which is a really great movie with Greta Gerwig. Um, but this is, uh, and she, her first movie that she directed was band-aid which came out i think in 2017 i still haven't seen that movie and i really do want to see it because uh just i'm a, I'm a fan of her so i was she both starred in and directed the movie you really want to see it i do then watch it tonight no i'm gonna watch uh what are we talking watch about both terminator dark i Fate. can't that's a lot of time no listen commit i can't do it just do it that's all you gotta do <laughs> if you really want to do it just do it all right you know what <laughs> I mean, you're right. <laughs> I feel like listening, like I just listened like Ray Lewis. Like <laughs> we were talking about that before the podcast and like, Ray Lewis inspiring people to do shit. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyways, so, um, so Zoe Lister Jones, big fan of hers. Uh, this film stars, uh, Michelle Monaghan, um, uh, Kaylee, uh, Spiney, Spaney, I believe that's pronounced. I don't know. David DeCoffney, uh, Gideon, um, uh, Adton, uh, and is due out, uh, October 28th. So, on my birthday it's, this is this movie is due out um and uh, of course right before halloween mm-hmm. um and so let, let's just kind of go through the trailer uh because uh this was an interesting trailer so it's like the, basically like the classic like fish and, and Addy, if you can bump it all the way back to the to the start so we can kind of roll through it uh as it sort of goes along but it's like the classic um fish out of water sort of like tail right yeah that you have uh you have uh, a high school student who's starting out like a new school, new situation. And, uh, and she, you know, she's gets like you know, bullied a little bit and mm-hmm. she gets made fun of. Um, and so, uh, and so uh, one thing I noticed off the bat in this trailer. Uh, so uh, the, the brothers who, you know, are the, uh, like the bullies. The, the, no, no, no. The, uh, they're the sons of the husband that uh, the, she, her mom marries a dude. Um, we can even see it at the, at the beginning of the trailer here. Um, but her mom marries a dude who already has like who two already sons has three own. sons. Yeah, yeah. The sons look way fucking creepier than the girls in the 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 actual witches in the film look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know if they designed it that way. I don't know if that's like maybe they form like a warlock group or something. But they look way fucking. Look at them. Okay, so yeah, look, here's the. These look creepy as shit. Very true. They Very just, true. They look like they're fucking from uh, what's it called? Um, 
Twilight or whatever it's called. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so that, that's the first thing I noticed in this trailer. Uh, so yeah, she goes to school, gets bullied. Um, and then they had like a really nice Maya Angelou reference in this, uh, where they referenced the, uh, the po uh, or I guess, I guess it's a short story, is it? Or I forget exactly what it is, but, um, uh, I know why the cage bird sings. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it kind of like in I'm sure it's speaking to what the actual movie's about, like what eventually it's basically just, uh, you know, uh, being her being the, you know, the cage bird. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, and so, yeah, that I'm sure that gives away a little bit of plot of the movie. Um, so what do you think if your friends invited you to hop into a tub uh, like of milky water? Would you would you be on board for that? They were just like they just met her. They met her like yesterday and they're like, hey, we're going to celebrate you by hopping into this tub that's like full of this milky ass weird water. Yeah, Sound I mean, good? yeah, granted, that tub did look fire, though. They had the lavender <laughs> incense going um that shit did look good it was yeah. it looked like it was organic milk yeah yeah uh, non-gmo you know how kids these days <laughs> yeah no, you can't you, it's no hard lactose to process it. or yeah. high fructose you corn syrup it. you know it's hard to process Fuck in your it. stomach yeah yeah, yeah. Why, why not yeah uh but no no i wouldn't do that <laughs> yeah. um long story short is no uh so one, one thing i did notice about this trailer is um again the story is very similar and consistent with the original craft movie that i really like you know this high school girl new town identifies with this new group of friends based off of their interest in like the uh and like witchcraft and whatnot yeah. right starts off as like eh, just a thing that we're interested in something that develops into something more serious what i did really appreciate was the fact that they acknowledge um the the, the last film particularly the actress um fair uh I have her name right here. Feruza Balk, who yeah. played Nancy Downs. Yeah, they gave her um, that, a nice the, shout out. The shot that we're seeing right here is yeah. uh, the image of her. So, who was in the first film? Exactly. She was. Uh, she was a. You know, she was probably the most memorable thing of the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah. like, they're they're calling back to that. They're acknowledging the previous film, and I guess like she's supposed to be like a, a figure in the in the witchcraft community that like. I don't know. I guess they look but, up well, what they were talking about in the in the trailer is basically she's just like what happens when like you know maybe it goes too far. Mm, you know maybe yeah. you, maybe you you know start going over Star Wars reference to the dark side, um, and so uh, and so and you can kind of see where they're going with that by like again and we were talking about this before the podcast is like you know how do you handle bullies right because that's essentially the thing that happened with the original craft movies is that uh, you know they just kind of they start going too far with it and that's yeah. just like kind of a cliche thing of just like okay when you start bullying the bully well what is too far when you know you start doing a lot of fucked up shit do you just become the bully yourself yeah and so i'm sure that's where we're headed uh with this particular movie uh and then they had a dope line um it's the uh the, the line to end the trailer uh i think the dad is like you know watch out out there there's a lot of weirdos and they're like we are the weirdos mister uh, and it's actually a direct throwback to the uh, to the original film uh, because that was a, a line, that was a line from, that they used from from yeah. the film where right. it's like the same way where she pulls down the glasses and like we are the weirdos, Mister, and it just it was good. It was a good yeah, throwback. there's yeah. there's a lot of uh, throwbacks, so I appreciate that. Yeah, um, and so this is uh, this is going to VOD, which is actually good to hear because uh, mm -hmm. I don't I don't want to waste time. I'm not going to go to theaters to see this. I'll be honest with you. I, Absolutely <laughs> yeah, not. I'm not uh, I'm not risking life and limb for that. Um, so uh so and, and this is another movie from blumhouse they're yo they're cranking them out dude uh blumhouse is cranking them out they're the ones behind the uh the, the halloween reboot uh, okay yeah. yeah and a lot of these like scary ass movies you're seeing yeah i mean blumhouse, blumhouse usually does this like genre of film yeah um and they're i mean this is this heavy is, in this the is their season they've yeah. got like i bet they're they ready got, like three or four in the bag they got a lot of bullets in that chamber yeah. i'll tell you um so uh 
weirdly enough, weird fact, uh, they had a real life witch on set with them for this movie. Oh, got to. I mean, of course. Yeah. That's kind of weird though. Where where did they find her on like Fiverr or something like that? <laughs> why is it always Fiverr? Why do you is that where know. you find that, everybody? Have I have I told that joke before? <laughs> yes, you did. You said where? last week. Yeah. I don't know. I forget what you were talking about. You were talking That's about Fiverr. That's a good joke. <laughs> yes, especially since I you keep, recycle it. I keep a list <laughs> yeah. of my five top jokes I could always reuse. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they had a real life witch on set. She, you know, and what's what's weird is like, so. I I was listening. I was reading some of Zoe. Uh, uh, what's her last name? L- Lister Jones, I believe. Uh, Lister Jones's uh, comments on on this, and she was like, "Yeah, we just you know we wanted to like protect the vibe of the film, and we wanted it to be really authentic." But the witch, like she, she made it so that the spells that they were doing were actual spells, but that she was like making it so that they wouldn't be. And I was like. All right, it's some weird ass shit. I'm not gonna lie. Look, I can I can usually get with whatever. Yeah, this is some weird ass shit. I, I like I don't that. Know. It adds a little bit of authenticity to the film. Uh, what yes. do they pay her? If you're a witch, you get just do you like Venmo? The no, witch? no, 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 no. We're in a capitalist system here. Like even witches witch, still no witch, live it under a capitalistic economy. You, you got to burn this money. Like it's it's not you know this isn't you're not gonna pay me in fucking like gold uh, silver s- like fucking skulls or some Potion. shit. No, no, no. Yeah. I want a direct deposit. <laughs> if I don't see by three p.m., I'm leaving set. I don't know what what else I don't I know, say. but I don't know how authentic the witch is. If I if I can't pay you in like goat's blood or something <laughs> yeah. like that, then like are you the real thing? <laughs> Fucking bone marrow is that? I got rent to do. What do you mean? Like I <laughs> sell this goat's blood? I can't you what? I'm sure goat's blood is worth something on Fiverr. <laughs> you see how that joke worked? I did. You, you brought it full circle. Yeah, yeah. you brought it back. Uh, so, and then another fact about this movie is is that uh, sort of like their their sort of newfound not newfound but uh, their inclusion of other people uh, in this outside of just typical you know white girls you know yeah, yeah are, they got or, the black girl in there they, they got, got the, black the, like, girl the transgender looking one uh well it's weird that you brought that up because it uh it actually is a transgender uh character uh so it's like i didn't know a, that a, a trans but yeah. now i do yeah she uh which makes that joke even better so let me read it <laughs> let me read it uh from this from this article here uh so this uh, film features uh um a trans witch uh played by zoe luna uh, herself a trans woman uh in the world of the craft uh, only women can be uh, can use magic so the film's trans inclusion uh, inclusion comes across as uh an affirmation of the notion that trans women are indeed women which it's like it's something i i, I was kind of debating whether i should even talk about because it it's like yeah duh like we, we should just like that's it right we shouldn't necessarily need to highlight it but i just i don't know for some reason i just thought it was worth talking about that they they and and what's dope about this is that like i wish like this article wasn't written because it's like just you just leave you it yeah, just yeah. leave it you don't need yeah, a yeah you don't we don't need to talk about it which you know being trans is so much easier because you could probably just go back and forth what okay want, just i'm gonna cut you there i'm gonna cut you off no, there. let's let's jump gonna... to the next trailer no, okay. <laughs> so easy though let's yeah let's avoid that uh immediately dick um, on nope dick back nope dick on this... dick back i mean depending on what day you are oh my god uh all right this has gone tremendously <laughs> off the uh off the no, rails no, no, no. everyone's gonna love that joke. Uh, all, all, uh, all the communities yeah <laughs> All right. The L's, the B's, the, the, the uh, G's, no, the, just the stop. Q's. Just stop. While you're here. Yeah, this is Chappelle's joke. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just returning it. You don't. You don't have Chappelle's clout. All right. I do not. I and do. plus, he caught a lot of. He caught a lot right? of. Yeah, but he already took the heat. So uh, you know, I'm um, safe. Okay. Um, so, anyways, I'm looking forward to the craft uh, legacy. Um, 
And uh, yeah, fortunately, it, it comes out uh, this uh, this month. And I wish I hadn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, October 28th, like I said, uh, uh, it comes out uh, this month on, on VOD. Um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. I probably will check that out uh, for sure. Just because I watched it fucking craft so many times that it's just yeah, it's a no brainer to uh, to check this out. This movie's gonna find you. Like I said, it's just gonna they're just gonna charge you for it. <laughs> yeah, it's because just gonna be on. yeah, there were a lot of uh, spells cast mm-hmm. in order to to make sure that it it needs to go uh, or gets to where it's trying to go. Um, Okay, with that being said, uh, yeah, I, I would work out a, a smoother transition, but there's not one. So we're just going to jump into the next trailer. Next trailer. <laughs> so uh, so we get The Undoing, which honestly, it's a stupid title. I don't know who, who like whose job was it to to come up with this? The Undoing. It just, it yeah. sounds like actually like it should be a horror movie. It's, it's not. It's like a thriller. Yeah, when um, they typed that out, they should have just went up to edit and hit undo. Because <laughs> that's a bad... You know, like, I see what you yeah, did there. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to roll Yeah, Feeling good. Yeah, feeling good. <laughs> um, so let me give you guys a quick synopsis of this. This is a six-episode uh, six limited series uh, about the life of a successful uh, therapist in New York City that begins to unravel on the eve of publishing her first book. This is directed or, or created, rather, by David E. Kelly. And we might remember Kelly from... Or might, but definitely do remember kelly from things like doogie hauser you know he's only the guy who came up with the what was he 12 what was i it? do not doogie remember him. do you not, I'm not gonna lie i didn't do, see uh wait, did you not watch doogie hauser no i don't even know what that is i have a strong feeling to say fuck you Lorraine. are you doogie it a, hauser is it was it a movie or was it like a, oh no you really don't know what the fuck doogie hauser is i have no he idea. was the fucking teenage kid who was like a fucking doctor Tunde, listen, I was in the streets, okay? I don't yeah. know where I listen. All right, get the I was thugging in the streets. I was in the streets, okay. <laughs> um, uh, but also, he he was behind uh, Ali McBeal uh, and most, or more recently, uh, Big Little Lies, uh, which, you know, we're going to talk about this trailer for, for this show, but, uh, but this is very similar in terms oh. of just like the feel and vibe of Big Little Lies. Um, anyways, uh, so he he's also a writer on the film. Um. Uh, or writer on the series, as well as uh, Gene um, uh, Corlitz, I believe, who, who wrote the novel that this is actually based off of. Uh, so this is this is based off of a novel, uh, and stars uh, Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant, uh, uh, Noah uh, Jupe, Jupe, Jupe. I don't know something like that. See, um, there you go. <laughs> um, Donald and uh, Donald Sutherland, um, who's always great, by the way. Yeah, uh, and he, he's he like will one of those people die. who's like, yeah, he won't. Yeah, he's like a thousand years old. Um, he's one of those actors who like he doesn't actually. I don't know if he's actually a good actor so much as he always just looks like he fits. Like he doesn't. He's like the Rock in a way where he just doesn't really have to do anything different than what he usually does. Like yeah, he, he doesn't have to really convey emotion. He just says words like interesting i don't even think and he <laughs> has to read the script no before he's, he don't even up. know what movie it's for or no. what show is for he just shows up like, all the same movie to do him. i say the same line i've always said for yeah. the last 30 years just deliver yes. okay. just do it the way you've always done it <laughs> action he just has he the same he just carries the around the same script with him to each <laughs> to each different thing and then, no, 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 it's the same script right but like if you were to if you were to hand you the book the yeah script, you fuck it up yeah it'll just be blank <laughs> every, every page is just blank he must have talked to the people from the coven uh or the craft uh you worked it out with them i know uh, what it says you don't have to um so uh so so talking about the actual um trailer itself so first of all uh hugh grant's a freak let's just start there right because it starts off in his trailer oh, i thought you were talking grant. about him in real life no, no. in both Good, i was yeah, going yeah. to get to that yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Cool. no he's, he's definitely a, a freak in real life <laughs> too. A wild boy yeah, yeah uh so uh it starts off with the trailer with him them at this party and he's like yeah this shit's boring let's go fuck like he didn't say fuck but 
Yeah. He was alluding to it, certainly. Um, and so, yeah, that reminded me of, yeah, who Grant, Hugh Grant, who, you know. Didn't he, like. He got caught doing some things that uh, are a little illegal. a prostitute, right? Yep. Well, um, but didn't the prostitute turn out to be, like, a transgender I'm not man sure. or woman? I have no idea. Right? No, yeah. I, it was it was a woman. Uh, I don't know if. I don't know if she was trans or not, but uh, I think so. Either way, I mean, yeah. Hey, either you, way, you like what you like, you. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Hugh Grant's a freak, you yeah. know. He, 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 you know. We talked about this. Just legalize. It. Yeah. Uh, so he got knocked for that, though. But anyway, yeah. Back to the trailer. Back to the trailer. Uh, so this is, uh, yeah. And and the trailer starts off. It talks about like, th- you know, the words are directly. This is what happens to entitled people uh, or rich people, I guess, uh, when they are threatened. Uh, they conceal the ugly truths uh, to protect themselves, which is a great line, by the way, because yeah. it's very true, right? It's, it's what rich people do. Whenever they get caught doing some shit they're definitely not supposed to do, they use their money and their clout in order to just, let's just zip this shit up. You know, let's just not talk about it. Tie up loose ends. Which is what I would do, so I don't blame them for <laughs> it, right? Um, so, you know, you've kind of spoken to the trailer. What I'll speak to is is that part about it. I love the premise behind this, this, um, uh, and this is a series. Yeah, on, uh, it's a six uh, part, HBO, yeah, HBO six part series. limited series. Yeah, uh, I love the premise of this, where it's like dealing with uh, like rich, wealthy, entitled people who have money and power and influence, and like what happens when all the money, all the power, all the influence that you have d- will not buy you, you know, the like the innocence, or you know, you can't just sweep it under the rug because is that true? That's news to me. I mean, I think we've seen some like rich and powerful people take take the fall, right? Take the tumble. Um, there's the woman recently. <laughs> so uh, I forget her name right now, but she's the heir to the Seagram's um, uh, empire, right? Uh, she's like some European woman. So anyway, she's the heir to like the Seagram's no like gin liquor. She's the heir to that empire, right? She recently just got arrested um, and sentenced like 81 months in prison, which is not that bad for sex trafficking. But... Uh, she's a billionaire. She's like the one person in the world. I, I, There's, I, sure, sex sure. trafficking there is many. a trillion dollar industry that everybody's fucking connected to. All the rich people, elite people oh. are connected to. One person. Yeah, you got to... One sacrifice, right? One Just sacrifice per 10 how, years. Like, it doesn't always happen, but sometimes like you can't... No matter how much money and influence you have, you can't run from the thing, right? You're sure. a billionaire. You're the heir to like this huge liquor empire. You still get sentenced to 81 months in prison i don't know um, i'm not there with you dude i i, I think rich people don't i mean don't really, if it were same, you or me yeah. it would be like it would have been well it would be life plus it would have been like 30 years ago that they would have like even before we committed the crime they'd have been like no yeah. i know you're you thinking about sex i see minority here. report yeah, i know exactly. that's how this works <laughs> um but I'm sure that like when you're someone, if you have a billion dollars, you're like, oh, I just did, I just did that thing. Did like, I my get lawyers it? will take care of it. I don't know if that's yeah. a crime. Right? Suddenly, that's a face Senator, you make. are you running again? I'll, <laughs> I'll fund your campaign. You probably think that you're going to be able to escape the, 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 yeah. the sentence, right? And to get sentenced for, to 81 months, yeah. that's probably a shock to them. Which, again, I think is the premise for this. Her life starts to unravel. They're yeah. very wealthy people. Um, and the unraveling as you're watching this trailer seems like it's somewhat like, come as a surprise to it's them. It's almost like, like an undoing. I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> almost. It still sucks. But they could have still named yeah, this. Yeah, something different. Something different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so, uh, and and so another thing that I sort of picked up from the trailer, um, it seems to, uh, it seems to revolve around, so, she she's releasing this book, right? Uh, and I guess this is the night she's supposed to release this book, which is sort of like how uh, Big Little Lies work where it was all basically like one night but it was like telling the story that led up to that one night mm-hmm. and I think that this is essentially like the same case right where they're going to like litigate this whole situation of how this all sort of played out leading up to this eventual 
book release day or whatever that she's she's having. Um, so, but uh, I think what the the problem in the movies is that um, who's that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Uh, but that is uh, what I was mentioning earlier. <laughs> you're you're one hundred percent right. Let me go figure out who that is. Keep talking. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we've lost uh, any sort of interest in the actual plot of the movie. But, nope. Uh, <laughs> Love the casting. Um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so uh, so it, it revolves around uh, the uh, somebody bludgeons a fourth grade teacher or, or fourth grade mother uh, to death. Uh, and so I guess they're trying to figure out who done it, you know, or why somebody done it. Um, and so I think that that's sort of like the central thing. Um, and then there's a bunch of just dramatic scenes with Nicole Kidman looking startled. <gasps> Me? No. Yeah. All you gotta do for yeah. the trailer is look stunned. Um, and then uh uh and then Donald Sutherland has a line, uh, you have not yet met ugliness. Uh, because you know, only he can really deliver such a great line. It's not even a great line, it's just it's coming from him, so it sounds dope. Found um, out who she was. Matilda De Angelis. Great name, by the way. Oh, she's got a great name. Yeah. Okay. Matilda sure? De Angelis? It's cool. Sounds sounds like a See fake name. Sounds is... like the name of a movie character. Yeah, but it's it's a real name. It's you funny. Know who she's not. She is not Divine Brown, the prostitute that Hugh Grant got caught with back uh, in '95. It's a good name, yeah. Divine Brown. Now, what what was Divine Brown? Was transgender or no? Estelle Marie Thompson's the real name, so I'm guessing it's a chick. Okay, yeah, yeah. But by the photo, ooh. good or t- bad? Is it ooh in ooh. a good or bad way? <laughs> Jesus. Ooh? All right, all right, okay. all right. Let's. Yeah. No, we're not commenting on looks. So he here. did nothing wrong. That's, in my book. that's not what we're commenting. Good on for here. you. All right, you. nobody's commenting on looks. It's fine. Let's move on. Um. So. Uh. So yeah. Again, this is based off a 2014 novel uh, called uh, "You Should Have." Uh, you should have known uh, by Gene um, Corlitz. Uh, and again, this has big, uh, big little lies, a, a really strong feeling that I get uh, from this from this limited series feels like it's I'm just watching like another season of Big Little Lies. Um, and so and and weird other fun fact is, is that was also based off of a, a, a novel uh, as well. So I think, you know, uh, I think um, uh, what's his name? Um, David Kelly. Uh, has basically found himself like a little niche. Let yeah. me let somebody do all the hard work of actually writing the story. And then I'm just going to, you know, take us a couple scenes, you know, spruce it up a bit. Copy and Got paste. myself a limited series. Where's the check? You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So he's basically just, you know, adapting these these stories or these novels into uh, in, into a limited he's series. He's got a playbook. He's just going to run the plays. Hey. That's it. You know, we, hey, the, Line the, it up and run it, the, run it again. The Patriot way. Exactly. Is what you call that. Um so so yeah uh this is due out um again uh, uh october 25th of this year uh on hbo of course uh do we have anything else to say about that trailer? nothing <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's talk about this other trailer and i'm that i'm really actually uh you know excited about um because uh it, it of course is another a24 uh what i'm sure to be uh, or what is sure to be another a24 gem um although i am Gonna wonder if I'm pronouncing this right, but I believe it's pronounced Minare. Minari. See, I read you that Minari. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't know why I flipped yeah, yeah. the I and the R at the end there. Um, but it's uh, not a Nike shoe. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> what? Minare. Like a mini, mini, like a mini air Nike shoe. I have no air. idea what you're talking about. 
I'm lost. I don't, I'm not a shoe person, so I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, let's let's get back to the trailer. Uh, great joke. <laughs> you just fucked it up. I, I'll uh, use it later. Yeah, all right. Recycle it. Just <laughs> yeah, like right there. What, does he have Nikes on? Zoom in. No, he doesn't have <laughs> Zoom in. <laughs> all right. Uh, so let, let me give you the quick synopsis of the uh, uh, of this film. Um, so uh, a Korean American family moves to a tiny Arkansas farm uh, in search of their own American dream. The family's uh, home changes completely with the arrival of their sly, foul mouth, but incredibly loving grandmother. Uh, this film is directed by Lee Isaac Chung and written by Chung as well. Uh, stars Stephen uh, Yoon, uh, as well as uh, Yiri Han. Uh, and then Yu Hung Yoon. I believe that's pronounced. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, and then uh, Alan, uh, Alan Kim. Um, and uh, this is due out November 20th. But weirdly enough, it's only due out in Spain on November 20th. It's really unclear whether it's actually coming out in the U.S. anytime soon, um, which is strange. Uh, and uh, but, you know, uh, like I said, this is an A24 production. And I believe I believe it's coming out. Maybe it's not coming out of VOD. That that might be something I literally just made up on the spot. Probably is coming out in theaters. <clears throat> but it did premiere in Sundance um, earlier this year, um, all the way back in January of this year. Uh, so it was shown at Sundance. Uh, I think it won an award at Sundance. Can't remember. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, let's just go kind of go through the trailer a little bit. So, you know, the family moves into the trailer home uh, on this farm um, and they get to work sort of like just kind of building the farm. It seems like from scratch. Uh, and then the family, they, they, I guess are trying to get assimilated into like the, you know, the, the area. And so they go to church uh, and it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. So that, that kid, uh, you know, who turns around and he just stares at the, um, at, at the family's child, uh, you know, that's every, uh, that's every white person that I've ever seen at Whole Foods. They just look at me in the same exact stare of just, sir, do you work here? <laughs> no, it's not even do you work here. It's like, are you lost? Like, <laughs> you're not from around here, son. <laughs> like, why are you, this is Whole Foods? Even why are you the talking one in downtown <laughs> Baltimore? Yeah. What? Just turn and stare at me. Like, <laughs> you're lost. What are you doing? Especially organic in this kale. aisle right what here. You, yeah. you don't need organic <laughs> kale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's not a pipe ice here, sir. Sir, there's not a pipe ice. Like, all right, come on. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, that, that was that was a little funny moment. And then, uh, and then the other thing I noticed about the trailer, man, is every interaction that the grandkid had with the grandma was fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, I thought it was so dope and just cute and just like you know the the kid was just uh you know it seemed like he was just like a really funny funny uh actor. Um, and I love the line where he she goes, "Oh, pretty cute boy," and he goes. Uh, he says, I'm, I'm not pretty, I'm good looking. And then he just like <laughs> runs away. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. Um, but again, this is just another, like if it's got a 24 on the production, uh, listing, you might as well don't just need put it no in the bag. Needed, yeah, just no, nothing. Cash it just out. Let me, where can I buy a ticket? You know, uh, is, is how I feel about that. Um, so this is actually a partnership, or I think it's a kind of a partnership between A24 as well as Plan B Entertainment, which is, uh, of course, Brad Pitt's um, production company. Um, so, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to this movie. Okay. Yeah, I mean, everything I saw about this trailer, it looks like it's a great family story. Um, yeah. Uh, there's This is not going to be uh, any like an exciting film. I, there's nothing like particularly exciting about the, sto- uh, no. the trailer. Yeah. It just looked like a great 
like family story about this like journey the family is going to go to or go through. And as you said, every interaction that you saw between the kid and the grandma just seemed funny. So it seems like lighthearted yeah. as well as like a story of like this family's like trials and tribulations you're going to go through assimilating into this community. Yeah. It's the A24 project can't miss. You were with it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, obviously to mention that, you know, this is another uh, uh, sort of uh, Korean sort of led film. And, you know, obviously it's off the off the heels of um, Parasite winning um you know the the oscar for best picture um so you know it's great to see that like okay immediately like there's there's more things instead of like oh that's the last one for like another you know 20 years that, that we're going to get so we're, we're now starting to see sort of this this inflow of uh, of movies that are being taken i think a lot more seriously than you know um than they would have been, you know, just a few years ago, uh, which is which is great to see, you know, and this isn't necessarily I don't think you can categorize this necessarily as, as, a, as a foreign film. It just is, you know, it, 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 it's uh, a, a lot of Korean characters in it, but you can't. You yeah, know, it's not a foreign film. It's 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 by all means, at least it seems like it's a it's an American film. Um, uh, but it's it's great to see some of these stories sort of being told. Uh, yeah. And, and this seems like it's one of those stories that seems like it's going to be one of those like it even says it in, and I'm, I really like look at like the, what they say, uh, like what, oh, like the Boston Ebert Globe. Roper yeah, says this. this. Yeah. Um, but it does look like it's going to be one of those like heartbreaking movies, which, you know, one of the places said that on, on the, uh, on, on the trailer itself, but uh, it, getting to know this family, I'm sure is going to be like great. And then just so they can break your heart yeah. uh, when it comes, comes to that family, which uh, I'm already not looking forward to that. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm dreading that. They yeah, just watch so alone, cute so and funny. Yeah. And, and Whenever great. I watch movies and I cry, I, I prefer to be alone too. So yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. There this, you go. This got depressing really quick. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's, let's, uh, let, let's move from uh, forward from there. Um, so, you know, we talked about that. That's, you know, uh, uh, this Korean family, you know, uh, you know, coming to the, uh, moving to Arkansas and trying to start this farm. Um, this past week, we got, you know, word from a, a foreigner, uh, so to speak, uh, who's getting uh, a second lease on on the, the film life. Uh, so we're getting somehow a Borat 2. Against all odds, we're getting a Borat 2. I want to know, like, where this conversation nice picture, by the started. Way. Like, who was like, I mean, of course, Sasha Baron Cohen, who plays Borat, course, was like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, I'm sure he'd love to see this character like born again and maybe do another film. Um, who decided to finance this? Who decided, you know, to direct this? Who signed on to direct this film? Well, weirdly enough, I think I think it was uh, fuck what. So, I mean, yeah, but we we know who the director is. We know who the cast is. But like, I just want to know, like, why? How did this happen? Why did everybody? No, no, to do I, this? obviously Borat's fucking super popular, you know, movie um and and character and sure. so blank man like, was too i don't need another one of those movies was was blank man yeah. that popular remember when j5 died everybody cried no yes uh, it's how i that's you the cried. only way i can respond to this it's, it's okay um, you're in a safe environment right now too you cry. <laughs> fair enough you. uh okay so uh so let, let me read from this article from, uh, from collider uh sarah uh uh, so Borat 2 exists uh, and it has been acquired by Amazon and which will release the film on October 23rd, um, just in time for Election Day, which is on November 3rd. Sasha Baron uh, Cohen's politically intriguing sequel was shot in secret during the pandemic uh, once unions allow the film's minimal crew to return to work. Um, it was filmed all over the world, including various parts of America. 
And uh, according to Deadline, Cohen had to wear a bulletproof vest on two separate occasions because he was entering dangerous situations where he was aiming to stir the pot. For example, in June, Cohen attended a conservative rally uh, in Washington state where he encouraged others to sing along to a racially insensitive lyrics. Uh, So in classic Borat fashion, he's just doing some wild ass shit that he probably definitely shouldn't do. Um, And I always wonder with movies like this, like how do they get the releases for this? Like, because they just show everybody in the film and it seems like everybody's not a part of the film. Yeah. So what the fuck do those like releases look like? Like, because I'm sure there are people who don't want to be in the film. Yeah. And they don't like black out anybody's at least as far as I can remember, there weren't anybody who's Yeah, like, and for anybody who doesn't out. know what releases is, like if you're like like let's say like in a filming a movie like Borat, right? Where you're filming like real real situations with real people in it who are who have not signed on to be a part of the film's production to be. At least with. for for some part of it. Yeah. I'm sure there's some parts that are like clearly like, scripted and yeah, out, those but. people have to sign a release in order for you to use the footage in the film, right? Yeah. So yeah, to your uh, to your point, like, like what you know, what 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 is the language in it? Is is there a payment? Do they offer money? Yeah, yeah do they, they get paid? Uh, fucking, uh, you know, maybe it's maybe some lamb's blood or something like that. Right? You see, I <laughs> well, brought that back. Yeah, no, I saw you brought that back. It'd just be weird for like a non-witch to. <laughs> Listen, get I'm paid gonna find a way to bring that back a third time. You can try. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna find a way. <laughs> but anyway, but I do wonder what those releces look like too. Uh, so again, no, I don't think anybody's asking for Borat too. But um, no, this come does on, people are, people are asking for no Borat. People love fucking for... Borat. They were quoting you... it for like fucking decades. Like who? Everybody. Name one. Barack Obama. I don't know. That was a good. That was a good pull. Though. I can't argue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Everybody loves Borat. Um. I. I never really took a liking to it. I never even watched it when it first came out. I didn't watch it until like years later. And honestly, still, it's kind of foggy in terms of like the memory of it. But I'm not gonna lie. Right now, Sasha Baron Cohen's his comedy is sort of like needed because he just loves fucking like stirring the pot and 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 pointing out hypocrisy and and just um his his ability to make people feel stupid is just it's a necessary thing uh, yeah and so yeah uh, I, 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 I will admit I'm, i do I'm like sasha baron cohen i think he's having a good year too we uh we talked about the trial of the chicago seven yep. last week which he's in that project as well so uh yep. happy to see him back in the mix yeah, yeah what was the what was the shimmy what was that about that's the yeah. when you're back in the mix <laughs> the universal symbol for back in the mix yeah, in, <laughs> in every country in the world <laughs> universally known um okay so so yeah i think we can kind of put that to rest that was just a bit of news that came out um so hopping into our next story so it's just like the land of sequels right like let's just you get a sequel you get a sequel you in the back you get a sequel um and so of course we're getting another uh lion king i don't really know why uh nobody really liked the the first one made a shit ton of money no doubt right yeah but for some reason (laughs) You know, we're getting in Lion King too, even though everybody's kind of just like, I mean, it was cool, I guess. You know, I took my daughter to see Lion yeah. King on she her fall birthday. Asleep. Uh, we were in the studio, uh, studio, we were in the theater for like all of maybe like 10 minutes. She just <laughs> stands up in the seat next to me, whispers in my ear, Daddy, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like. And disrespectful thing. I made it. I made a day of it too. Like I, I was like, we're gonna. I was like, Daddy, we're gonna have an go. awesome day. It's your yeah. birthday. I brought like, I think I brought like uh, cupcakes or something like that for her stu- uh, the other oh, classmates at her daycare. I was like, you know, Daddy did all of this shit. Here's cupcakes for your friends, little toys, and then me and you, we're gonna go get ice cream. Then we're gonna go watch Lion King, and we're gonna go home and open your presents. 
She, she got there. She didn't like the ice cream. She's like, let's just bounce. We go let's to the movie. <laughs> she's like, daddy, let's go. I'm like, I look at her. I'm like, this is when I'm talking to her like she's an adult. I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> like, you know what I she's paid tickets for these, <laughs> you know what these tickets were? She was like, I just want to go. I'm like, all right. I'm like, you know what? Walk in front of me. I don't want to. I don't, I'm not. I'm not carrying you. Fuck that. You know how you strap bad, yourself you into your car seat. You know how bad seat. a movie has to be for a kid. To <laughs> so, but you know what? Here's what I think about what went wrong oh, with shit. the first Lion King movie. Oh um, my god, it was too realistic. Like the the, the yeah. animation of the animals, like Scar. It was like really I'm watching the fucking like, Discovery Channel. Exactly. It's just like, come on, bro. Like, and it's like though I like the realism, the realistic texture of it. The hyenas were scary as fuck. If you're a four year old mm. kid, hyenas might like. Uh, I don't know if I like this. Yeah, I, I think they went too ultra real on this. Yeah. I think they should have dialed it back a little bit. And, and then it's weird hearing them talk, texture. but like having it be real at the same time. Um, there's something about there's some sort of cross thing about that that just it just hit me the wrong way. Like it wasn't interesting. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, and I I saw a couple like animations where they like made the eyes bigger, like more animated. And yeah, just, exactly. And that was like okay, I can kind of get with that because it's like. All right, I know this is fake. Instead of watching these you know, realistic looking ass animals talking about a meme, a meme, you know, like it's yeah. just like, no, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, Pumbaa looked like he looked like a real, like just a dirty, filthy yeah, warthog. Like, Even Rafiki looked like yeah. a dirty a baboon. It's like, you know, animate <laughs> Why this shit up a little bit. He's like, I got to be dirty. This is, this like, is, he didn't have a brush. They didn't pick his hair out. Brush. <laughs> he didn't have beard oil. None of that shit. <laughs> um okay so let me let me give you a little bit from this article here uh so uh so disney is following up the lion king with lion king 2 now the big news that's coming out of it forget the movie for you know we, we talked about the movie itself and how we didn't necessarily appreciate the animation um that that they did even though it looked really good it just mm-hmm. i don't think it fit the vibe of like what it took you know, it we way would, too yeah, seriously it, yeah um but barry jenkins is directing um Lion King 2, which he directed, uh, obviously, you know, um, uh, Oscar award uh, winning film Moonlight. Uh, and also, if Bill Street could talk, fantastic director, right? Mm-hmm. With that being said, weird choice for Lion King 2, I think. Odd choice. Feels like it. Yeah. Yeah. They should have got like Taika Waititi or whatever. <laughs> Or Tika White. No, we need some black people to get some some jobs here. But um, sure, uh, he's he's colored. Yeah, it's close he's colored. <laughs> what do you mean, Taika? Who are you talking about? He's uh, from New Zealand. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking? I, I like the New Zealand. I like their rugby team. The rugby team is called the All Blacks. It's close enough. <laughs> all right. <laughs> is that true? Are they called yeah. the All Blacks? Yeah. Is, uh, the rugby team. How are we letting, letting this? Everybody's talking about blackface and shit. A team's called the All Blacks. With I'm sure not all black. <laughs> no, no. Right, listen, I don't That's know. Weird. I've never been to New Zealand. Fair enough. Um. So, uh, no, Barry Jenkins, great director, but I just don't know if his style and his, and again, maybe he he's only had really like two like really b- big sort of like not blockbuster movies, but two big releases, right? Uh, Moonlight and then now incredibly i think successful and like I, I loved if bill street could talk i thought it was just like this kind of quiet you know sort of simmering movie that um that you have to kind of like meditate on for a while to like understand a lot of the themes things like that that they were talking about in there i don't know how that translates to like the fucking lion king where it's just like people are just like i just want to see simba again and i just want to see you know yeah um and I'm not saying we shouldn't see like a more nuanced movie here, but I was like, well, who's your audience here? Like, who are you making this movie for? I thought all these, you know, kind of rehashes of Disney, you know, uh, the Disney uh, library 
not that it's just a cash grab to fucking just, you know, repurpose the shit you already have, make more money off of it. Like, let me find out they're actually trying to make like a fucking <laughs> actually great movie, you yeah. know, with it. I felt like The Lion King, uh, you know, the first one that was released was like the film was being made for those who, you know, people in our demographic, right? Our age group who grew up with the original Lion King film and who can now enjoy the thing again 20 years later. But it's still also, uh, you know, the rating is enough for you to also enjoy it with your kids, right? If I grew up on The Lion King and now I'm a father, now I have kids, I can now take my child to go and enjoy that thing again. Um, I don't know if, based on how real it was, I don't know how many like kids enjoyed The, the Lion King movie. Um, and I don't know if... for. You know, no kid is like, oh, Barry Jenkins is directing. Yeah, no, like, uh, oh, I'm there. You know, <laughs> like, in, <laughs> my, in my now. five years, I've come to know Barry Jenkins' work <laughs> quite well, and I'm excited for this. I think he's astute at displaying emotion yeah. on screen. Oh, the way like, he captures yeah. cinema. <laughs> in the kindergarten you just want to see fucking we've, colors in We've shit. studied him quite, yeah. quite, uh, quite well. well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this is it's good. I'm glad they're bringing like, a notable director onto this project, but um, I, I wasn't really excited for this. Yeah, so uh, let me read a little bit more from this uh, article from Variety. Uh, so the movie will continue uh, be a continuation of the studio's two nineteen uh, two thousand nineteen, and they're talking about Disney in this case two nineteen uh, two thousand nineteen's uh, photorealistic uh, remake rather than the nineteen ninety four cartoon. Um, so John Favreau directed, of course, the the the, the first Lion King, the one that just came out. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said before, it, it got a ma- one point five million dollars, uh, billion dollars, a million. Uh, it laughed at one point. Five million um did 1.5 billion dollars um at the box office uh and, and with the global box office um with the the last one was released and again it wasn't that good. like it wasn't good like it wasn't like i think it, universally it was met with like eh, that was cool you know and but to have that still make 1.5 billion it's just like yeah why so i think most people are just like i'm gonna see it you know like you know yeah even i went to go i was excited true. for it, but i true. still went to see it that's very true yeah um uh, but it doesn't mean that the thing was great. No, no. And it often doesn't mean that at all. Uh, so Disney hasn't announced a release date for the sequel uh, with COVID-19 and Jenkins' busy schedule. It's also unclear when the special effects heavy production will start. Sources say the new movie uh, will focus on the early years of Mufasa, uh, the regal uh, father of Simba, whose death uh, forms the emotional heart of the first film uh, and its remake, uh, Jeff uh, Nathanson, who wrote the screenplay for the 2019 movie, will return for the for the sequel. Um, yeah, my my thought for this is cool, 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 cool. Um, really liked Barry Jenkins in it. Um, I really like Barry Jenkins. Don't know how he fits in the scheme of what they're trying to do with the second one. Probably well because of Barry Jenkins, I'll give it a shot. If you follow the I'll playbook, right? There's a playbook that we we talked about the playbook earlier. There's a playbook. <laughs> sure. If he follows the playbook, yeah, it's hard to fuck it up, right? Just okay. follow the playbook, do some directing, but you know the story already. We've got those no, we don't know the story. Here. Like we do, we don't know well, the there fuck was a Lion, Lion King, too. King too. No, it's not going to follow that. It's going to follow um, early Mufasa, basically. Right? Yeah, it's going to tell the story about early Mufasa. Fuck, based there's off no of playbook. The Shit, <laughs> play action, play action. <laughs> audible. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyways uh yeah so we got that to look forward to again uh big ups to barry jenkins but uh we'll see what they what they end up doing with that and if they make the animation look a little different than than it did before um moving on briskly um to another story this is a weird story right so you know uh the lion king got resuscitated you know the it was it was a uh 
it was a it's a franchise that seemed like it just wasn't doing anything for years and then they just brought it back to life you know uh but at least they waited some amount of time right you know they waited a little bit before they brought it back they didn't do that for cops no no they did not no, we thought cops was dead we thought it was over we thought it this bad wasn't boys, bad boys. Yeah, what you gonna do? Yeah, and it's and it's actually a shame that they just keep using that too, right? Because mm-hmm. they like they got this, you know. Uh, I'm assuming he's Jamaican, uh, the dude who, who uh, the guy it. who recorded that song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure at some point the artist who recorded that song, um, which is the theme song for the uh, for the cops uh, yeah. uh, TV series. I'm sure at a certain point he was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm comfortable with you guys using my music for this series. They're still then, using it, so. but those residual checks. Very comfortable. My family's not arguing. Yeah, yeah. this house is paid for by, that, by those decisions. You're both wrong because it's Will Smith and Martin Lawrence's song. It's not well. Okay, uh, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. No, it's not their song at all. That, that was, I can't. I can't uphold this at all. I can't abide by this joke. Wouldn't you be pissed uh, if you made the song? Yeah, I know. People, I, I put my heart and soul into writing that song, and then you know Will Smith long? and Martin come along like that. Yeah, but, but, they didn't even take it seriously. What you gonna do? And then that's how people remember the song. <laughs> You'd be so pissed. I'd be but, so. But angry. again, you're getting those residual checks. Yeah, yeah so. so it smooths things over a bit. Yeah. Okay. So uh, jumping in quickly, uh, reading an article here from the, the rap. Um, so nearly four months after it was canceled by Paramount uh, Network, Cops uh, has quietly resumed production in Spokane uh, County, Washington. Uh, the sheriff's deputy department, uh, Spokane uh, confirmed Thursday that two cops film crews have been writing with the county sheriff office in Spokane Oak Valley deputies since September uh, and will do so through December. Um, here's a quote from him. Um, we have a longstanding relationship with cops and Langley Productions, and we are pleased that they uh, have decided to return. The sheriff's office said in a press release, uh, the episodes will not air in the U.S., but are being produced in order uh, to fulfill contractual uh, commitments the series uh, has with international territories where it airs. Uh, right for the show's producer, Langley Production told The Wrap. Uh, to read a little further, uh, Cops ha- uh, was canceled after 30, uh, 30, ah, 33 year run um, by the the Paramount Network uh, and the nationwide um, uh, amid the nationwide protest against police brutality after George Floyd was killed by uh, Minneapolis police officers. Um, Annie has canceled its top rated Life BD, which also followed officers on patrol. Um, I'll, I'll let you respond and then I'll. I'll comment so there's this is for me, it feels like one of those things where it's like, well, if I don't do it or if we don't do it, somebody else will. Sure. Right. There's never been a time in U.S. history. In where in which police weren't beating the shit out of citizens, right? Sounds accurate. Never been a time in U.S. history, uh, so it's like, uh, who who, uh, who 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 does this again? The CBS, uh, the Paramount Network. Paramount, yeah. yeah. Paramount was like, if we don't film cops whooping people's ass, somebody else will, and we're not going to walk away it. from that money. Yeah, well, we're, we're not going to show it here. We'll it, show so it out over in Europe. Get get those euros. And I guess like it's a weird thing, right? Because it's like, okay. Why is there a why are you worried about your international uh, contractual obligations when you just can't like they have contractual obligations for the U.S. territory, right? Mm-hmm. That they said, hey, we're going to produce a show and then all these protests happen. And then we were like, yeah, we're not going to do that anymore. Right. So what what is different? It's like that. It, that's like some bullshit about like that's like, you know, this is going to be a weird political reference. But like that's like, you know, uh, when uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Uh, and the Republicans were like, oh, yeah, like, let's 
yeah, why don't we just, uh, we can elect somebody, you know, even though the president, you know, we're about to have an election in like a month, right? It's fine. But then you go back to 2015 when Obama wanted to, uh, you know, uh, nominate somebody for the Supreme Court. Um, and they're like, oh, no, we can't do it. It's it's right before the election. You can't do it. What are you yeah. doing? Like, and it's just like, what is this blatant hypocrisy that you're trying to sell as like, no, this is, no, yeah. this is a real thing. It's like, no, this is bullshit. You're sending me, you're selling I, me bullshit. I think they're, they're selling it based on appetite right in the u.s the appetite for this no you know, that's exactly my point is, is that so your cancellation of it is bullshit then because oh yeah it's not like you're canceling it because you're like you're right this is fucked up you're canceling because it's like all right fuck now i, I will These admit, assholes aren't going to take this anymore i will admit they did fool us right because we thought they were canceling it you know for the right reasons right uh no, we were, didn't. <laughs> uh, well, no for the most part like back when we talked about this in july when they were can canceling the show we thought it was like okay you know the american consumers american viewers have become sensitive to seeing this type of stuff on tv and they're canceling it for the right reasons they're no, like you no, know who no. hasn't we were wrong mm, these uh, italians they, i don't even yeah, know, yeah, know they've secretly been filming because there's still a foreign appetite for it right in america we love foreign we love mercedes and audis and, and those foreign cars right uh overseas they love fords and 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 uh and fucking dodge durangos and do they whatever and chevy Does, silverados do, do they uh yeah yeah american cars are huge in in um overseas right so while we don't have an appetite for cops here yeah in Italy, they're probably like, yo, sh show me that video <laughs> of those American cops beating the shit out of those unarmed Highly American entertaining. citizens. Highly entertaining, yeah. I mean, I, if I were in, in Europe, I'd be like, yo, this shit, is this really how it goes down? Do they <laughs> yeah, it is because it is beat like, the shit out of unarmed citizens? It is like a window. But here's my thing. It's like, it's had a 33-year run. There's nothing you're doing differently in year 33 that you've done differently in year, like, five. Well, like, no, so here is the difference, right? Yeah. Now it's like, they're beating the shit out of them and wearing body cameras. <laughs> so they're recording the beatings themselves while they're being. It does add a little bit also. of a, a little it's, bit of a, some sauce now, on top. Now, yeah. if you're watching it in Italy, you're now like, there's, you're there's no mind. way the this cop is, is going to get acquitted of those charges. He recorded himself. <laughs> and doing then he it, does. And then he gets Miraculous. acquitted. You're like, holy it's crazy. Yeah. I got to see the next mind blowing episode. TV. <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen? So that's actually my point. Um, my point to why cops is a shitty show. And it's because of uh, some comments that this sheriff, I guess, had, right? Shows like Cops highlight the work of law enforcement. They show even for a few minutes what the men and women out protecting our communities deal with day in and day out. So he had those comments, right? And that's when it kind of like clicked to me of like exactly why it's such a fucked up situation, right? That they're showing cops. Like I never really, I didn't really gave a shit about cops. Like maybe when I was really, really young, it was like somewhat entertaining. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is some wild ass shit, right? Yeah. But as you get older, you're just like, what the fuck am I watching here, right? Like you, you just, I, or at least I just like really like lost interest. I didn't give a shit. It was like cops was like, if, if I was extremely bored and there was, I couldn't change the channel. Like the remote was like somebody broke it. Yeah. Remember those teams yeah. where you had to go up to it and change it? Like, yeah, with the dial? that was the yeah. only way that I was watching cops. Um, but uh, it, what what I realized is is that that's why it's so fucked up that that they only show it from one perspective, meaning that they don't show the dirty cops, right? Of they they show oh yeah these nice cops that are you know they're going around and they're catching these bad guys. And, but did you show when the cop you know was planting that evidence you know and you know they uh, no, they they, 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 got, they got the footage no, they had the they, footage they edited out yeah, clearly yeah, yeah they they re-edited it they you know, uh, hit delete on that one exactly um and so it's like but that's why it's so that's why it's all propaganda right because it's showing the cops as like always heroes and for thirty three years they showed the cops as heroic. Mm -hmm. when they're you know they're not always heroic in fact we know from you know fucking reality yeah. that 
they're definitively not always heroic, right? Yeah, and we talked about this like uh, back in uh, I think it was like July. Um, can you imagine in those thirty three years the amount of footage they've captured of police officers breaking the law, violating citizens' and, laws, and a, planting evidence, uh, uh, and they just get rid of the power? Shit. They're yeah. just like you know they probably have it somewhere still. Or they may just say, hey, we're not, we don't, we don't even want this, yeah. right? Let's just delete, delete it that. immediately. Yeah. Edit it out, delete it. We don't want it. Exactly. But again, that, that's We've my got these point. Ford commercials on the show because they're <laughs> yeah. our number one sponsor for these <laughs> police cars. Um, but, uh, but that, again, that, like, that's why I realized like, yo, like I never was like against cops. I just never gave a shit about it. But that's why I'm like, now, nah, like, no, nah, this shit's got to go. Yeah. Because it's just like, it's nothing but rank propaganda for cops right like yeah. it's nothing but just showing cops is like yes they're they're apprehending people and most of the shit they do is fucked up they just people are like tweaked out on fucking like meth they're like roughing them up and like i got this guy and he's like dude i'm just high like what do you yeah the, the majority of these situations should not actually even be handled by cops it should be yeah. handled handled by people Oops. who are equipped to deal with uh like mental illness right yeah a lot of these again it's drug dealers it's people or not drug dealers it's people on drugs on pcp heroin oh, they might do uh, or people just with like disturbing the peace right there should be like mental health uh or uh, social workers uh who are trained to deal with like people with mental health issues yep. ad addressing these but nope send the cops yeah bring the camera yeah let's put it on tv yeah uh so yeah unfortunately you know uh cops is still they're fulfilling their contractual obligations yeah. so to speak so yeah I that shitty show is i don't uh, know why we're talking <laughs> yeah right no now. why is it only italy too? you know, what, I, you know what i've never liked countries. italian food I don't know what the fuck you're talking. What do you you eat? Fucking you you don't eat spaghetti meatballs. You know I prefer just the meatballs. Okay, so like what do you? I don't. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't really like spaghetti meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, if you're like, hey, let's go to an Italian restaurant. I've never been like, yeah, let's go. It's strange to me, but okay, whatever. I don't like all that fettuccine and pasta and ravioli. And oh, stuff. you are you're like lactose intolerant. I'm lactose intolerant. Too. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I don't even like tomatoes. It's fucking tomato sauce on everything. Okay, I, I don't. I don't know what to do with this. I don't. I don't know how to yeah. handle this situation. I just thought, we're, so I'm we're, just gonna move on. We're attacking Italy. I figured I'd attack Italian food too. I, that, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I guess at, you, least, at least I'm consistent. You are. Yeah, that's. Uh, we at least <laughs> I have to be excited about that. All right, let's move the fuck on. Um, so we're gonna try to kind of blow through the, the rest of these two stories because I know we're, we're working on uh, limited time. Um, so let's talk real quick. Jamie Foxx this week. Uh, we got word that Jamie Foxx is returning as Electro for the uh, Marvel Universe. He's gonna be returning for this the new. Uh, Tom Holland led Spider-Man movie, which is the third movie in that series of movies. It's all very confusing, very confusing. Um, but it's a weird scenario since Jamie Foxx was in another iteration of Spider-Man, which was not this one. Uh, it was the Andrew Garfield. I believe it was like the 2000, what, 13, 14 uh, or 2014's uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, which starred Andrew Garfield, of course. Um and uh, yeah, a lot of people didn't like that movie. Uh, even uh, though it, sucked it, it still made a grip at the box office, but yeah, I don't. I think uh, uh, critically, people didn't uh, necessarily care for it. Um, so yeah, uh, let's talk real quick about like what this could mean for the Marvel universe. What I took this to mean, and this isn't the first time that somebody like returned, right? Like we got um, the the guy who played uh, John Jameson or JJ um, J.K. Simmons who played. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, J J J uh, Jameson. 
for like the Daily Bugle or whatever the fuck the paper's called. Oh, okay, yeah, Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. whatever. So he returned as J.J. Jameson. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so it's not the first time we've seen somebody who is like in another iteration of a franchise return for like some other iteration. But he's like a it. non-powered individual. Exactly. He's, just, it, yeah. it was, he's not a villain or anything. He's just kind of a dude who were like, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's not confusing at all. Um, and so, uh, but this is different because this is like a villain who's returning um, which is pretty significant. Now, what I suspect that this is, is it's got something to do with WandaVision or more like maybe more overarching. It's got something to do with the fallout from um, Endgame um, with how like this kind of new st- timeline has now started mm-hmm. uh, because Cap went back in time and returned to stone or because they took the stones from the times and Cap had to go back and change things that changes changed the trajectory of uh, a lot of things that that happened um, and uh, and so I think that this has something to do with Endgame but then just speaking further to stuff that's coming up WandaVision which is also I think going to play with time a bit but then maybe most significantly um, the uh, multiverse of madness that's coming up from Doctor Strange. I think yeah. that's going to be the thing that kind of resets its table and lets us understand what the fuck is going on. Because what I think this Electro news opens up is the possibility we could get sort of uh, uh, um, uh, into the Spider-Verse situation where we just get all the fucking Spider-Mans in one fucking film, which would be That would be really interesting. Insane. Yeah. If this movie taps into uh, the Spider-Verse uh, or, and maybe the, the multiverse of madness, I could understand why bringing this character back makes sense, mm. right? Uh, maybe his power some way allows for like there to be like an, a link, a link, right? It's all, mm. you know, uh, physics is all the movement of electrical currents and space and time and blah, sure. blah, 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 right? I want to hear more of the science from you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> just follow me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but uh, so if, again, if this character plays into the bigger like universe, Spider-Verse, universe, uh, multiverse of madness, whatever, I understand that. But uh if it doesn't, if it's just like, hey, we're going to bring this character back because for some reason he fits into the storyline and there's no like bigger story behind it. Fucking please just just scrap this idea. Yeah. That movie sucked ass. I, I think the character Electro, uh, yeah. as much as great of an actor as Jamie Foxx was, no, he didn't. It, it was he did a, not it, do it was well a shitty turn. Uh, and I've been trying to think about like what was wrong with it. It actually wasn't him playing Electro. I think everybody like he like he even made a comment that like, oh, like I'm not going to be blue this time, you know, but it wasn't because he was like blue. It's because like even when he wasn't super bright, like way before like, at the beginning of his the movie, character it just in was the beginning bad. was bad. It was yeah. just bad. Um, it was like I remember it was like watching, um, even though I think Jim Carrey did a far better job with the character, but it was like watching Jim Carrey in the well, uh, Batman as Riddler uh, or in, in as the Riddler in Batman. And I know uh, Sergio is going to have commentary about this. I believe it was Batman Forever that uh, that Jim Carrey played the Riddler. Um, and it was kind of like weirdly like like it was just like he had the hair or I'm, and I'm talking about Jamie Foxx in this situation as Electro. Yeah. he just had the hair and he, he like, you know, it was just like he had like a real like kind of like vibe to him. And it was just like it was just stupid. It was like I'm watching yeah. a movie here and it just does not. The whole movie, good. I just kept wondering, like, why is his hoodie <laughs> 2XL when he wears an extra large? Like. <laughs> just that one costume faux pas made. Oh, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm done. You know, I'm sometimes done. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm done. you're like, this is. Yeah. I cannot suspend my disbelief no. this much. Wear to- <laughs> the right size hoodie if you're if you're gonna fucking destroy my city. Do it 2010s, well. 2010s. 
if you're not wearing fitted shit, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Is, what are you doing? Like, yeah, why are on. you wearing shit that's like this isn't 2003 We're not sagging anymore? No one's wearing tall. This tees. isn't fucking G unit. Okay, Can't this take is you seriously. Go change <laughs> and then come back and destroy the city. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, so th- that was some interesting news that I think could sh- is telling us sort of what's going on with uh, the direction that Marvel is going to be taking, not just Spider Man. And it's weird because. Th- Unless I'm mistaken, they they only signed this deal for like one movie that they the Marvel and Sony partnership is only for one movie. So so far as we know, we only, they only get one shot at this. So they yeah. better make it. They better they're gonna fuck up everything for Sony. So they're just gonna go wild and just start adding this wild shit into it and be like, all right, fuck it. Now you guys work with it after that. You know what? Um, uh, I feel like on that on this whole thing that they're doing with Electro and Spider Man, that should be called the undoing. We should undo that. <laughs> Because I, I feel like it's not going to be good. A, a good callback. That was a good callback. Yeah. Um, see what I'm doing? I'm on a I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, 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 uh, so I'm telling you, I'm going to bring that lamb's blood yeah. joke back before, <laughs> before the end of this. It's going to work, too. It's going to well, hit. I tell you what. You're, we're going to have to kind of move past some of these stories here because because uh, I know we're working a little short on time. And I did want to get to this press play real quick. Um, so... Uh, so let's. How much time do we have? Do we have until we have fifteen minutes, or do do we, we get thirty? Okay. All right. Um, so there's some things that I did want to talk about, but we're going to maybe save those for next week. Um, but uh, so we'll do this instead. Uh, every week, uh, at least for the past few weeks, we've been doing you know this yeah, thing. We've been consistent. I don't know. I don't know if you know it. I don't know if they know it or not. They know. Another. Another. <laughs> another press play for you guys uh this time we are finishing a conversation we were having about the godfather we are doing a, a review of the godfather because we've gotten a lot of news from uh from from all things godfather uh they're working on a redo of, of three or essentially just like a re-editing of three of, of the godfather part three and uh maybe i'll watch that you said maybe i'll wait till that? they re-edit it Make it one hour or two hours shorter. It's forty-five minutes. Yeah, it'll be like five minutes shorter, and it'll still be terrible. Um, uh, but uh, we got word this past week that uh, Oscar Isaac is going to be playing Francis Ford Coppola, and they're doing basically like a behind the almost like uh they did with uh, the disaster artist with um, uh, James Franco, um, where he uh they were doing like the behind the scenes, like it's a movie, it's a fictionalized version of the making of an actual real movie. Yeah. Didn't um, Jim Carrey recently do one where he did like the making of uh, like the Monty Python? He might have. Didn't see right? it. Yeah. yeah. I think Jim Carrey did something like that too recently. But yeah, so the the movie starring Oscar Isaac as well as Jake Gyllenhaal is going to, uh, that movie is going to be about the making of, of the, the Godfather. Godfather. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be so interesting to see who they cast and like what the roles are. Like, you know, yeah. who's, who's going to be, um, who's going to play Michael or I guess Al Pacino in this case, mm-hmm. who's going to play uh, who's, who's going to play Marlon Brando? That's some I mean, big we saw shoes. what they did with the Irishman. They, <laughs> well, Al Pacino could probably play Al Pacino if they get this. That's the, fair. The, they they, might, they get the crew who edited. Well, no, don't get the crew who edited Lion King. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you see him across the hall, you're just like, no, no, no. Just leave him over there. Yeah. They, they don't need to be involved in this process. Um, it's going to be hard getting Marlon Brando since he's dead. So that might be a little difficult. I mean, they to reanimate saw his what they did with and, Fast and Furious. <laughs> Yeah, what did they do with Fast? They got uh, Paul Walker's two brothers. And they just digitally augmented. You saw how quickly they abandoned that. They were like, "Yeah, we're not bringing you back for the uh, for the next movie." Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh. So yeah. Anyways, without wasting too much time, look, I, I figured that we already talked about one. We were talked about like a lot of the different things, uh, in terms of like the cinematography, the music, all that stuff. Right. A lot of that stuff sort of carries over into The Godfather too. Uh, I believe that they they, um, 
had a lot of the same sort of like motifs. Like we talked about like the cinematography, right? Yeah. How they shot certain things and mm-hmm. how they, their use of shadows. All that is still apparent in, in, in two, but you're trying to accomplish a different thing. What the two main things that I want us to hash out is what we think about the plot of this second one. And then we want to compare and contrast. What is the more, what is the better film? The first Godfather or Godfather part two? It's a, it's an argument that is stood the test of time. Um, so let's, let's jump into the, the plot of, uh, Godfather two. And of course, if you don't know, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, written by him as well as the, uh, writer of the books, uh, Mario Puzo, I believe is, is his name. Um, and so this part two, uh, the synopsis for it is, is about the early life, uh, and career of Vito Corleone, um, in 1920s, New York city. Um, and it's portrayed, uh, so that's portrayed. And then that runs alongside sort of like a different sort of part of the movie, which is focusing on Michael, his son, who is now more established. We saw from part one that his, you know, Michael becomes basically the, the Don himself. He becomes the godfather, so to speak. Um, and so it, it, it shows how he sort of has creates his tighter grip on power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it takes us through, uh, uh, you know, as, as far as like power with the mafia. Um, and so, yeah, let, let's talk about this, this, this story uh, and, and, and kind of how did you feel about the, the plot of the film? What did you, I know you had some pretty strong reactions. So it took me two days <laughs> to finish this film. Yeah. Um, it, it, did, it did have an intermission there in the middle. Like it literally, uh, it has an intermission part for you. So I'll say this. Um, the first movie I, I really enjoyed, and I think I gave it a, a well, I'm not going to say I, re- I, I liked it. Uh, and I, in our first review, I, you know, I spoke mostly positively about the film. Um <laughs> One, because I think it, it was a good body of work. Two, because I think, you know, our listeners like want to hear, um, like, hey, what did you like about the thing? It is going to be hard for me to stay positive <laughs> when talking about this film. Not because it was a bad film. So sticking to the plot, again, this follows, um, uh, you know, uh, Michael Corleone as the dude. At- Corleone. Corleone. Just, yeah, Michael Corleone. Corleone as the Don of the family. Um, the movie ended, which uh, I think the last movie he uh, essentially had the five heads of the five families in New York killed. The family now moves out to uh, kind of operations now moved to Las Vegas, Nevada, mm-hmm. where they have, um, uh, you know, he's killed Mo Green and now essentially assumed a staking controlling interest in Nevada, right? Now he's playing the political game, trying to, uh, what he says is move the family out of uh, like the mafia mob business and move them into like clean money, mm-hmm. right? Into, um but all while he's trying to navigate the uh, the nuances that are being at the top, right? You have to find the snakes in your own garden, right? Your family and friends who are trying to dethrone you. You have to defend yourself against, you know, foreign enemies. And you have to also defend yourself against uh, the, the justice system, right? Yeah. So what I saw was Michael trying to navigate that system uh, while consolidating wealth, mm. while kind of like unraveling a bit. Mm. On top, and and the flashbacks showing his father Vito Corleone. I feel like it was a uh, Corleone, Vito Corleone. <laughs> uh, I feel like for me that was uh, just showing like the parallels between like the two men. Yeah. Um. So I I loved the way that they did that. Right. Uh. And I will admit I was very confused because uh the first time I ever really went back to like watch it outside of being a kid was I was I watched uh they did this thing where they basically chronologically took you through the movie. So you watch that whole part where, you know, um, Vito's in uh, 1920s New York, 
you watch that in chronological chronological order through the first movie uh through that then you watch the first movie then the second movie you know the parts in the second movie that were just michael and then of course the third movie um uh which was confusing to watch and then try to understand exactly sort of like what the themes are because i think it fucks with why they put certain things in certain places yeah so and at the time i think god you know uh when, when this came out it was like kind of like an, a weird thing to do to have like the 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 flip back and forth between times that yeah. you know you're going between 1920s new york and um uh and and what is currently in terms of like, i think the yeah, godfather supposed to be like we're in like the 1960s or 70s here um and so uh so i i loved that they flip between that because it it gives you this sort of like um it it helps you understand both michael as well as vito and and their their um their motivations mm-hmm. uh for the things that they do uh we in the first in the review of the first one we talked a lot about um you know uh that michael was inspired or motivated to do to protect the family or at least that's what he said he was doing but his actions weren't necessarily to that end right um and at the end of it you kind of realize like he's just doing it for like power like mm-hmm. he's he's addicted to power um and that his protecting his family is kind of just like a necessary thing to do in that case it, it's it's so interesting right um in this second one when we're talking about michael's storyline specifically um it, it's the movie split between two movies even within that and that's what I think is like mind blowing to me about the movie. The first part of the movie is actually like it's it's a mystery, right? Because he's trying to figure out who betrayed him. Yeah, and he just basically runs around everywhere. I think he goes down to what like Havana or somewhere like that. Where does uh-huh. he's in I believe they're in Havana? He's in Cuba, Cuba right? Yeah. Um, he goes down to Cuba. He's trying to do this deal, but he's trying to like suss out like who's betraying him. And then he, lo and behold, he finds out it's Fredo. Yeah, you know, Fredo's the person who who betrayed him. His own brother, right? And so he. It, the movie's like oh, it's and, and you say you didn't like it but i i saw it completely differently in that it's this really it's it's, this, uh, it's ultimately like a tragedy right the godfather i think saga is just a tragedy like that that's the themes that it's trying to go after it's trying to convey this this sort of tragedy almost like a, a play in in a, in a way um but it's this tragedy because of michael in that our perception of michael that we see michael as this hero as he's as our protagonist and every time we do that we are always duped because michael is definitively not the hero at all uh and it's arguable about who is or or who is the protagonist who is our hero who whose journey are we actually trying to follow and who who should we actually be rooting for here it should definitely not be michael because he's the one doing the most fucked up shit for the dumbest reasons right so he's he you know um we get to this this point in the movie where fredo he fredo betrays him and he's basically like, hey, Fredo, you're dead to me. I uh, don't want to talk to you. Don't want to see you. Don't want to, you don't exist to me anymore. Um, if you want to see if you want to talk to our mom, let me know ahead of time so that I, I'm not there. You yeah. know, and then their mom dies and Fredo shows up and everybody thinks, OK, Michael's like making peace with them again. And then by the end of the movie and every Fredo doesn't do anything for the rest of the movie. Fredo's, you know, uh, he basically is just like, you know, just this kind of like almost like pitiful character of just like, you know going fishing with michael's son and like that's like the one thing that he actually like does right um what's 
how we figure out that Michael's like really the like the true villain in the story though is then that he we think that he forgives Fredo or at least by the time that their mom dies that he's like okay like all's forgiven but he already promised Fredo he's like as soon as our mom dies I'm gonna kill you yeah. <laughs> like I can't kill you while she's alive because I can't have her see that as soon as she dies you're gone you yeah. know and he sure enough you know he he holds up to 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 that promise by basically killing Fredo and Fredo at that point is just like you're just killing him just to kill him at that point. You're, yeah. And but what that showed in that final, despite scene, the fact that Fredo had like kind of like reestablished a relationship with Michael's son, exactly right. So he was Michael's like fuck that right. But that's the tragic thing about it is if you go all the way back to the beginning of one when Michael comes back from the war, right? We think we have this perception of Michael that he went to this war, he fought for his country, and he came back, and he kind of just wants to stay away from the family business because he just doesn't like the the shit that they're involved with, right? It's not even remotely that at all. With that final scene of the movie, what you realize is that the reason why Michael, because the final scene is Michael talking to his brothers, right? They, they do the scene basically with Sonny and uh, this throwback scene to Sonny, um, Tom there, uh, and they're talking about Vito that, oh, Vito's, you know, he's about, he's coming, he's here. And Michael's saying, hey, I'm going to go to the military. And they're like, well, well, why? Like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Like, no, you're supposed to be here with the family. And he's like, no, I just want to go. What you realize is that Michael's not doing that because he just like wants to go fight in war. He just doesn't like the family, like as people, like he just doesn't family to him doesn't mean the same thing that it means to them. So he's just going away because he just doesn't fuck with them, you know, not because of the business, not because of any of that, just because he doesn't fuck with them. Right. And then you took that to like how he kills Fredo and you realize that he didn't do any of these things. To protect his family he just did it because michael just likes power right because yeah. if he if he really cared about family right no matter what fredo did to him he couldn't fucking kill fredo right yeah maybe send fredo off maybe like distance him from the family uh have fredo go back you to have fredo go back to corleone especially with how meek and like kind of fumbling fredo is it's like you kill him yeah so yeah uh so that's to me why it was a really powerful movie because it it forces you, you you're so confused because you don't know who the fuck to root for. You're rooting for Michael the whole time because you're following his journey. But ultimately it's not, he's not the hero of the story, yeah. which is like a really twisted and fucked up thing to think that you've been, def- that it's like, you know, you've been somebody like your best friend the entire time is like a fucking psychopath and like fucking murders people. And you're just like, yeah, well, didn't see that coming at the end of the first film. You see Michael take that transition, right? You see him step into uh, he's the Don now and like he kind of uh, he's he's a little bit darker, right? Um, at the beginning of this film, you see him you see him like in power, right? And like now you're watching how that power has like influenced and affected who he is as mm-hmm. a as a husband, as a father, as a leader of the family. Um, and you want to root for him because you're like, all right, you know, get the family out of the mob business. Go, you know clean up the money, you know, save your marriage with your wife, be a yeah. father to your children. But like you said, for him, it's, you know, at that, at a certain point, it's just power. It's just like, power. You know, I think he even, uh, was he talking to Hal or Tom about like what to do with Fredo? Yeah. Um, and he was basically just saying like, you know, I think somebody was saying like, you don't have to kill him, you know? And, and, Tom, like, and he was just like, well, you know. It is what it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but and, but what was beautiful about it is that they did the contrast, but that's why they did all the background of Vito, right? And mm-hmm. that's why you get that. And you see what family means because you see him holding little Michael and he's doing, he's and you see that Vito's not malicious in, in that he's like go, going to be this boss, right? But he's not malicious in anything that he's doing. It's not, nothing he's doing is just like, well, 
I just want a solid hold on power. And I yeah. you know he's doing everything so that people can't push him and his family around that he's established and that like this, this, the, the Don, Don that Gigi. was in Chon, uh, yeah. in, in uh, in power at the time in 1920s in, in New York. Oh, um, I'm sorry. You're, you're talking about the Don in New York. In, in yeah. New York. Um, so, uh, Vito ends up killing him, but it's not because like, oh, I just fucking, I just want power. It's because that dude was just fucking robbing yeah, people and go. shit, you he know, he was fucking treating people like shit, you know, and it's just like, he's just taking from the neighborhood, but never actually helping the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Vito was different in that he helped people with problems. Like, look, he, his wife had friends who would come over and complain to him about problems. He's like, yeah. all right, fuck it. I'll and go ahead and talk to the landlord. <laughs> he got the dog. Exactly. Right? And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he could have went and killed the landlord. Right? No, yeah. he just talked to him though. He's exactly. just like, hey. You might want to do this. So, you know? And I did love that contrast where you see Vito as like, all right, you know, he really did everything for the family. Even when he went back to Corleone and he killed uh, Don, uh, Cece, Chichi, whatever, mm-hmm. um, the old guy in the chair when he like mm-hmm. stabbed him through the stomach. Yeah. That was... That was for his parents. Yeah. And, and and so that's not necessarily protecting the family, but it's also like avenging your family. I yeah. Mean, this person, That's how much he cared yeah, about family. Exactly. Is that the only reason why he's going to harm somebody is because they did harm to the family. Now, you can kind of argue that with Michael a little bit and that like first it was like an attack on the family mm-hmm. that Michael was trying to figure out who betrayed him. But the reason why he ends up killing Fredo wasn't because he was like afraid of his family being in danger. He was just... He's just like, oh, you betrayed me, so you're gone. Even yeah. though he's his family, so it's like this contradiction in a way. Um, what I and so I appreciated the fact, the contrast of you see Vito and the motivations of why he's doing things, and then you see Michael and the contra uh, and the reason why he's doing things. Now it's it's ironic that the last uh, the last kind of image we see of Vito in that case is a Vito holding Michael with his family and everything. The last image we see of Michael is Michael all alone in this fucking like yeah. in this cabin, you know. Just to be honest, alone. that was my that was what I thought was the best part of the film is like when you see Michael um, when they're at the table. It's Sunny, it's Michael, it's uh, Fredo, it's Tom, and um, and Vito's on his way home. Uh, the camera like cuts away for a moment, then it cuts back to the dinner table, and Fredo's gone. Yeah, he's not even there. Yeah, it's not like he you 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 saw Fredo get up and walk into the room where Vito's going to be. Fredo's just not there. Yeah, and then. Tom and Sonny, you know, go walk into the other room. You see Sonny calling Michael. And then at the end of it, Michael's just alone at the, at the table. table. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's even that's even though that's calling back to like uh, at a, during a time when Vito was alive. It's still how he is at this moment. Absolutely. He, um, like present day. Right. Yeah. He's alone at the table. His wife's left him. Um, you know, he's, his, he's alone in the cabin because like when he when Fredo dies, he's like watching out onto the water uh-huh. as Fredo's dying. And it, Michael's just alone. The kids are gone. They've they got taken somewhere. And like, you know, Kay's not around anymore. Yeah. And so he's just alone then. And he was alone back back then when you're talking about uh, where he's just sitting at the table alone. And yeah. I thought that seeing that was uh, was it was magical. And you kind of understand like that's maybe even what he prefer, what he what he prefers. It, it, it would it would appear that that's exactly what he what he likes. I don't know if we have enough time to hash out what is the better film. Maybe it's a better thing we come back next week and really duke it out for what is the better film, Godfather. Yeah, and like let's have the full discussion because I think yeah. uh, I think we may want to spend more time on what is better and why. Yeah. Um. I want to. I want because I, I, I finished it last night. I would really like some time to reflect on like the real reasons, not just like <laughs> one. And, and honestly, for me, maybe I watched it at a bad time, and yeah. uh, because it was just last night, I think. Maybe give me like another couple of days and I'll be able to say not, you know, it's not going to be cinematography because that was consistent. Music was consistent. I want to focus on the characters and the story development. Mm. Uh, So far, there's one character in which I've found to be interesting and consistent and like the glue of it all. Mm. And but I want to save that. I think we may have the same guy. 
I, well, I like it. Let, let's hold it for uh, for next week. Uh, so we won't discuss it today. Uh, we're, we're, well, we'll uh, open up the next episode with that discussion. I think that's the best way. Yeah, that's go. called a cliffhanger. That's that's what they do. And uh, on the, the next episode, on the next Dragon episode. Balls. <laughs> yeah, you remember that as a kid? Oh my god, yeah, that would, it was that the worst. Would, and it always ruined your day. It would be like five episodes yeah. where it's just like, yo, just do the where fucking like, thing. Where you're like Goku, just Transform. drop, drop the spirit bomb. And then like, on the next episode, of, on the next episode, he's holding of it the for like podcast. five episodes. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll come back next week. We'll discuss, uh, you know, the ins and outs of what we think is the better film, and you'll you'll hear sort of our through line for for what we think of the the series overall. We might talk a little bit about three. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to require you to watch it. I think it would be good because I think it would be hilarious to talk about. But if um, I had a time, if I had the time stone, I would just stop time. <laughs> And watch it so I wouldn't waste those three hours. Not that I'm not saying it's a waste, but yeah, yeah. I would just stop time for a second. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, yeah, go talk to Thanos about that. Uh, and we'll see. Um, but uh, we'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let us know what you think about The Godfather. Uh, you know, what you think about the uh, part two of the, the, the film. Do you think it's better than the first one, worse than the first one? Let us know uh, your comments about that. With that being said, we have arrived at another and to the Fade Podcast episode, fantastic episode. We deliver the goods each and every week. Uh, here's me tooting our own home. But um, and if you listen to us through and through, of course, you're a fan of the podcast. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that share button. Share the shit with anybody and everybody who can uh, benefit from that, uh, from the the podcast, which is, of course, everybody. Everybody. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we'll keep pushing. Uh, we will be back uh, next week, same time, same place. Uh, although, I guess this is all taped, so. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Depends on what time you're listening to it. But uh, with all of that being said, uh, I think we will hit the very usual protocol. Fade out. Peace. The fuck. Have a great weekend, guys. Do not forget to keep your language. You did fulfill your promise. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>